Again, thank you for praying for every service, praying for me, praying for direction and wisdom. I need those prayers. Hallelujah. The devil's fighting hard, every one of us. And I'm praying for you. Ezekiel 18. You're welcome. God's so good. Hallelujah. Like I said, pray for one another. Ezekiel 18. God, we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth. Thank you for what you're doing in us, God. And I pray you just dig down into our foundation. Help us, Lord, to to get a hold of what you have for each one of us tonight. Help each one of us to know, Lord, you're talking to us. You're trying to get us ready, Lord, to get out of here. And we we need you more than ever, God. We love you. We thank you, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. Ezekiel 18, verse 25. Yet you say the way of the Lord is not equal. You ever hear anybody say God's not fair? Right. I sure have. I've heard it a lot of times. Hear now, O house of Israel, is not my way equal? And are not your ways unequal? When a righteous man turneth from his righteousness and committeth iniquity, and he dieth in them for his iniquity that he hath done, shall he die. Again, when the wicked man turneth away from his wickedness that he hath committed, and doeth that which is lawful and right, he shall save his soul alive. Because he considereth and turneth away from all his transgressions that he hath committed, he shall surely live, he shall not die. Yet saith the house of Israel, the way of the Lord is not equal. O house of Israel, are not my ways equal, are not your ways unequal. God bless you. You can be seated. Brother Mike mentioned uh, earlier, I think it was this morning, about remedial teaching. And I understanding what it means by that. There's just some times we got to look at ourselves and say, you know what? Uh, one of my children actually looked into some some college courses and getting a, a cert- certification and they said, well, you know, we're looking at some of your math scores and we might have to get you get you some math classes, some remedial math, get you up to speed. Some things you ought to know at this level, but but you're lacking in. And uh, we need to be humble enough, every one of us, to say, you know, God, look at me. Uh, the, the most dangerous thing you can do is just go ahead and, and uh, tell yourself, I'm doing okay when God's trying to dig down and fix some things in your foundation. Bible says if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? You can't build on a bad foundation. And so often we need to look at ourselves and say, God, fix me and help me do better. Right. Amen. Right. The Bible tells us here that they were questioning God. They were saying, God, you're not fair. It ain't right the way you're doing things. And heard it so many times. I I, I don't know. I, I'm not trying. I know we all fight different kind of battles. But it always kind of seemed very odd to me that somebody would get mad at God. Right. I've been mad at myself a lot of times. But I have enough understanding that all my, it's not going to help me to get mad at him. Right. When God knows what he's doing. And I'd be, I think it's just a, just a full extent of pride to be able to say, God, you know, maybe if you'd listen to me a little while, I could tell you how to do your job better. Maybe Job kind of felt that way. So uh, if you've ever felt that way, you're in good company. But these 
people here in Ezekiel were saying, just doesn't seem to be fair. You know, you're telling me you can live your whole life right and get wrong at the end and all that right is forgotten. And God says, yeah. Yeah, this isn't about what you did. This is about who you are today. Amen. All that you live is building and growing and getting somewhere. I've got a plan for you. And you can walk away from that plan. Amen. Amen. Devil can't pluck you out of God's hands. Devil, you're safe in God, but I'll tell you what, you need to fight this battle stronger today. Your prayer life needs to be better today. Your love of the Word of God needs to be better today. You need to be on fire today, and that's up to you. But the Bible says if a wicked man, an evil man, I know I've heard a lot of folks, skeptics and atheists, hear the kind of false gospel that's being preached we're not talking about just living your life any old way and then all of a sudden saying, okay, God, sorry. Sorry if I did anything wrong. But we're talking about a sincere, honest heart that has a change that comes to God and says, God, I, I've sinned. I've done wrong. I've, I, I've been, and, and you can't mock God. You can't play games with God's grace and God's mercy. You can't just live your way in flesh and in carnality and just say, okay, now, God, sorry about that. But, but he says, if you turn from your wickedness, you're going to live and not die. You're going to receive mercy and kindness. And he says, you're the one who's not equal, not me. Because God's plan and God's purpose is not yesterday's testimony. It's where am I today and what am I living today? The problem people have is when they they haven't studied the Word of God. They, they, the Bible talks about study to show yourself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. It says rightly dividing the Word of truth. That means you got to line it up. You got to look at it the correct way. You got to. You can't just take something out of one place and pull it apart and make it say whatever you want to say. I've heard people say all the time, "Hey, you can make the Bible say whatever you want it to say." Well, you could do that with anything, I suppose, if you want to be a liar. If you want to take things out of context, but I'll tell you, the Bible says what it says and means what it means. And when you dig into it prayerfully, God will teach you and lead you and show you His way. Amen. The Bible says who much is given, much is required. That's right. This idea that we can be self-centered and look at a, uh, somebody testified about it tonight. When I just stop saying, hey, what do I need? What do I want? What God, what do you, can I do for you? How can I live for you? How can I serve you? When I get my focus, and I'll tell you as a pastor, praise God, I'm preaching to myself as much as anybody else because some days are hard and some days you're disappointed and some days you get beat up amen but at the end of the day you go to god and you say okay god this is about loving you and serving you i still hold on to my cross i'm still carrying my he said if you don't take up your cross and follow him you're not worthy of him if you don't follow him when, when it's a, when it's difficult when it's the toughest you can't praise him we talked about this morning hallelujah you're not worthy of his kingdom Luke 12, Luke 12, God's not unequal. God's not unequal. Let me, we're going to get to Luke 12. Let's, 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 if you want to stick your finger in there and and hold on to it for later, or you know where Luke is, you probably find it, but turn to Romans 2, Romans 2. 
Bible says in Romans 2, for there is no respect of persons with God. God wants to save everybody. It's not God's will that any would perish. Say, what a kind of God would send people to hell. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. Bible says that God created hell for the, for the devil and his demons. Amen. He, he's done everything he can to save you and to help you make it all the way to the end. It's not his will that any perish, but yet hell hath enlarged itself. We recognize that the way is the broad and, and, and there's many that go on the path of destruction. But the way is narrow that goes to life. God's doing everything he can to save. God's doing everything he can to, to help and to, to, to heal and to help you. That life is difficult and sometimes man is very unfair and people fail. People will let you down. But God is good. Amen. I'm not standing here because people haven't hurt me. I'm not standing here because people haven't let me down. Amen. I'm standing here excited and rejoicing that God's helped me through. Amen. And been faithful to me. I'm here because God's a faithful father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But God is good. But so often we look at things so, so, you know, somebody said getting tunnel vision on God, but sometimes it's so easy to get so focused in on me and, and, and what I, what I miss. I'll tell you what, I need more of Jesus. There's no respect of persons. What I'm trying to say is God wants to help and save and, and he's looking at the worst sinner there, there is, if that means anything at all and saying, I'd like him to have everything that you have as well. I want you to keep what you've got. I don't want you to lose that, but I, I want to focus. You know, the Bible says it's Perfectly just. Jesus said, the shepherd leaves the ninety and nine to go after that lost lamb. I'm so thankful. So thankful for how busy I've been. Not easy busy some days. But I'm so thankful. There are those that I'm hoping they all get saved. I'm hoping they all make it. Praise the Lord. But but you know how it is in these last days. It's full of disappointment. But you know what? Our focus is on just one more, God, to get into heaven before you come back. Just one more. Amen. Just one more. God wants folks to be saved. But the Bible says in Acts 2, backing up in this idea of no respect to persons, because so many times people look at God and, and really don't look at the bigger picture. And they start saying, well, it says no respect to person. Why do you do this for them? And they don't get that. And this and, and, and God's not unequal. But look at this. He's talking to the church in Romans 2, verse 5. But after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds. There were people in church looking at people that were just getting in. Amen. And God was having patience with them. Oh. Don't you know there's wrath coming? Don't you know there's judgment coming? Don't you know? Yeah. But God's trying to help those. to. Sometimes we, we, we look at folks that aren't even babies yet yeah. and expect more out of them. Right. Thank God for desiring the sincere milk of the word of God. Amen. 
But he said he saw some that were in the church that were looking at those and saying, you know what, uh, uh, that, I, I see a, a, a lot there that needs help. Yeah, you're, you're right. But he says, you know what, you're building up wrath in your life. Look at this. To them who by patient continuance and well-doing seek for glory and honor, immortality, and eternal life. But unto them that are contentious, do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. What's he saying? He's saying, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're one day old in Jesus or you've been in this most of your life. Praise God. You do right. God's going to be good to you. Amen. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what you, what you, what you know or what you don't know. If you seek God, God's going to be good to you. And if you're not doing good in God, it's not God's fault. If you're not having revival in your life, it's not God's fault. If you're not feeling the move of God in your life, it's not God's fault. God's saying, I'm going to give tribulation and anguish upon every soul that doeth evil. To the Jew first and also to the Gentile. But glory, honor, peace to every man that worketh good. To the Jew first and also to the Gentile. You know, everybody was given in church. The offering plate was by the door and everybody was walking by and everybody was a giver that day. And Jesus looked at the widow and he made a judgment call. How dare he? Be careful. She gave more than all these folks. She was probably more stunned than anybody else when he made that call. How unfair is that when they're given bags of coins and, and I'm sure they made a big, big show of it. But this woman just slipped up so embarrassed and just put in her might, her two mites and something so, so insignificant. She probably was, was feeling so self-conscious about having so little to give. In the sight of so many that had so much more. Don't compare yourselves among yourselves. It's not wise. Do what you can do. God sees that and honors that. Say God's not equal. He's unfair. All these people given so much. And Jesus said out of her poverty, out of her penury is the word there in King James. Out of her, 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 her poorness, if you will, she gave everything she had. Sometimes people come into the house of God and you can look at them and compare them to somebody else and say, wow, look at how poorly they're doing. Too much is given, much is required. But there is a proportional giving is what we call it when 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 you have maybe less than anybody else. And that's in every aspect of your life. And you just say, God, I'm giving you everything I have. You, You might. You might be struggling to get in that door. You might, some of you that have were praying for to never have a migraine again, <laughs> that you might come in the door and hardly be able to get your hands up in the air and somebody else is dancing around the, 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 the front of the church and you say, oh, I'm, I'm doing so, they're doing so much less than somebody else. Hey, if you've got the strength, use it for God. If you've got the strength and you don't use it for God, You might look like you're doing so much more than that one that's just struggling to get in the door. But God says they're giving everything. I don't want to ever come to church and think I got still got some left in the tank. Amen. 
I've had people say, well, I'm kind of tired. Well, do the best you can because you're going to be tired when it's over either way. You might as well go ahead and be real tired for God. But listen, God is equal. If you give the best you can, it's not compared to somebody else. And God knows if it's your best. God knows what's going on when we're praying. God knows what's going on when we're worshiping. He knows what your focus is. There's times I'm praying up here before service and thinking, just seeking God for the message. And and sometimes worship even begins. and, And I think, God, I want this to be pure before you. I want this to go up before you and and for you to be blessed. And I might leave this church and feel like, whoo, people were shouting, people were dancing. But God knows what's going on beneath the surface. And I think about that every service. You know what's going on in me. You know what, if I'm praising with my lips, but my heart is far from him. If I'm saying, thank you, Jesus, but inside I'm looking around saying, oh, look at them. Oh, well, who do they think they are? Oh, I, I bet I know what they're thinking. Hey, listen to me. Or maybe you're, you're, you're more concerned about what people are thinking about you. All right. God, that's not worship. Right. Worship comes from the heart. Yeah. Worship is a giving to God. And, and that's why, you know, a lot of folks don't like coming around church when you got to humble yourself and people cry and people pray and people uh, pour out their hearts to God. And you come into church and hear them crying and moaning and, and maybe speaking in tongues. And you're saying, what, what is going on? It's real. Yeah. It's from the heart. It's not something that's made to, to, to let you feel better about, about coming into some kind of activity. It's God working. And when you can forget about all that, humble yourself. You'll say, well, I don't like to, to, to do this, that, or the other around people. Hey, if you entertain the Spirit of God. Give God your best. David danced before the Lord with all his might. And his devil of a wife. Yeah. You know, Saul said, I know what I'll do. I'll cause David to, to, to backslide. I'll give him my daughter. She'll pull him away from God if anything can do it. That's not a great testimony. <laughs> but David, David danced before the Lord with all his might. He was shouting down the streets when they were bringing the Ark of the Covenant into the temple finally. And he's excited. And she's like, wow, you sure made a fool of yourself, didn't you? Showing out there. Everybody seeing you and he had taken off his garment, his robe, if you will, that showed his his uh, his royalty. And he just just was a he wasn't a shepherd that day. He was just a sheep. And he looked at his wife and he said, you think I abased myself? You think I humble myself this time? You watch. I'll be even more humble the next time because nothing's going to keep me from giving my all to God. Hallelujah. Sometimes, you know, the devil tries to intimidate you and hold you back and puts those thoughts in your mind. That's when you just buck up and say, you know what? Forget it, devil. I'm going to give all. I'm going to give my best. I'm going to do more. Amen. Something comes up and you think it's going to be a hindrance. You're not going to hinder me, devil. I'm going to go on. Somebody gets it on your nerves. You just go ahead and love God anyhow. Devil, you're a liar. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Let's go back to the book of Luke. Just give your best to God. Some people come right after work and some people 
going through trials and troubles. Some people come, you know, just do your best to live for God. Amen. Amen. God knows what you're going through. Too many people. I, I know there's people that have set false expectations on you and have judged you, condemned you. Not knowing what you're going through, not knowing what you're facing. But sometimes we put that stuff on ourselves. Sometimes we think in our insecurities what people expect from us. Cast that down. Forget about that. Well, if I can't do it a certain way, then I probably should. No, just do your best for God. God's no respecter of persons. But he'll bless you when you do your best. If you're some, listen now. Sometimes our best isn't as good as somebody going lukewarm because of what we're going through. Somebody might say, look at this one. They're doing so much more than you. So what? I'm doing my best. Do your best for God. Amen. Amen. God's no respecter of persons. Your best where you are, listen to me now. The best you can do for him, amen, he's going to bless you for that. Right. He's going to help you do it. Amen. amen. But no matter how things may look or seem, if you're, if you're being lukewarm, no matter how much people might say you're awesome, you're great, and you still, you, you don't really have it going on inside. You're not really, really sincere in this. God's equal. Yeah. He'll give you a chance to get Get your own revival. But if you don't, that's your choice. Luke 12, I was talking about this to a brother here this this week, and it just laid into my heart. Felt God just working as I was saying it. It's a it's tough verse. And there's been a lot of questions over the years. and I've heard it talked about a lot of different ways. But Luke 12, 47. And that servant which knew his Lord's will. Remember, we were talking about those that have an accountability about them, whether they're very young or maybe mentally challenged. It talks about them that knew his will and prepared not himself. You know better than what you're living. You know better than what you're doing. There's some people haven't had the teaching you have. But if you know, prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not, did not commit things worthy of stripes, shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whomsoever much is given of him shall much be required. And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. Ben asked me many times about this verse because it's kind of, there's not a lot to, to go on because we must interpret Scripture with Scripture. Right. The understanding that if someone knew to do good and did it not, it's sin. We understand that. But when we're talking about God's judgment, and it talks about having many stripes or few stripes, what is that talking about? I've heard people talk about the idea of degrees of hell. Are there depths of hell? That's really mostly a pagan idea uh, that the Catholic Church really did adopt and different levels of Dante's Inferno and all that garbage and you know different places in hell for for different types of sin that's that's not you don't find that in the bible right, 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 
And, uh, you know, the idea of is there, is hell burn hotter? I don't want to find out. How about that? (laughs) How simple is that? But I'll tell you what I do find in the Bible. I find in the book of Luke, in the 16th chapter, the Bible talks about a rich man and Lazarus. The Bible says that that rich man, and it wasn't because he was a rich man he was lost. But the Bible tells us about someone who is rich in this world but poor in their soul. This rich man did not have a walk with God and Lazarus had nothing. And I'm sure everybody had their eyes on this rich man. And Lazarus, all he had was a dog that came by and licked his wounds. Didn't have a whole lot of friends, did he? But he had Jesus. He made it to heaven one day. Made it to paradise, if you will, if you want to get down to that time frame and the dispensation of before the death, burial, and resurrection. But there was... A place in hell that the rich man looked up being in torments. Doesn't say anything about about degrees. It doesn't say anything about depths of hell. But verse six, verse twenty-five of chapter sixteen, it says, "Abraham said, Son, remember, remember that thou in thy lifetime received good things." Likewise, Lazarus, evil things, but now he is comforted and thou art tormented. I can't tell you I understand that there in the Bible is any kind of thermometer in the levels of hell or any kind of depths of punishment, but I do know that we will remember. All right. yes, sir. And I believe that there are folks that never sat in a service like you're sitting in tonight, yeah. felt God and Heard the presence of God, seen the gifts of the Spirit in operation. And they're lost and they've rejected Jesus just like anybody else. They'll be lost. But I can't imagine the torment of somebody who has experienced it. Somebody that sat in church with the saints of God and sang the praises of God. Remembering the verses throughout eternity. Their heart, remembering the testimonies of God's deliverance, of God's healing, of God's power, and turning their turning it off and saying no, but knowing a right well God was dealing with them. Do I believe the word of God? Of course I do. But I tell you, I think many stripes is at least in part talking about somebody who knew to do good and did it not. And they can remember their opportunity to go to an altar. They can remember their opportunity to forgive. They can remember their opportunity to be filled with the Holy Ghost. They can remember their opportunity to find mercy. And they remember. But it's too late. They remember the specific details of people that said, come on, why don't you serve God? Why don't you get right with God? They remember the decision they made that day. Maybe some other time. Maybe maybe I'll get it right later on. Oh, what a day that would be to deal with the understanding that it was right there. 
I don't know if it's even comparable, even on a tiny little level, but I think about people that have lived in poverty and hunger. That's all they've ever known. That's all they've ever known was hunger. They've never had even a a, a hint of a fraction of the kind of meals that we take for granted every day. And oh, how often, I wonder how many times as we said, I'm starving to death. I'm literally dying. How long is that going to be? When's dinner going to be done? When's this guy going to get done preaching? I'm dying here. Seems like so much because you've been given so much. Amen. I wonder what it's going to be like to just be able to, throughout eternity, remember. To remember grandmom's prayers. Mom's prayers, dad's prayers, prayers of friends and family. Hey, I want to tell you something. Devil's going to fight you. Nothing in this world is going to be easy or perfect. There's going to be troubles. There's going to be battles every day of your life. But you've got a chance to be saved. Take every opportunity you can to get closer to God. Jesus looked at the religious leaders of that day and said, "Those, those stones are going to cry out if you don't. And what he's not talking about, I don't believe specifically about rocks along the road, but stony hearts of Gentiles that would hear about Jesus and say, I want what he's preaching about. You don't want it, I'll take it. And my worst day living for God. My hardest battle living for God is so much better than my best day in sin. The joy, the, the joy I have. In, when I have sorrow, yes, sir. the pain that I carry some days though, with Jesus is so much better than the emptiness I had Amen. when everything was going my way in the world. Yes, sir. But so often we are the unequal ones. But God, yeah. God has a way. And listen, before I close this, God has a way of equaling things out for you. God's going to reward you. The last are going to be first. You hold on. I said the last are going to be first. You can look at this world and say, hey, things aren't fair. You'd be right. But God has a way of taking those that have been hurt. Blessed are the those that mourn. They're going to be comforted. And those widows and those those that gave the best they could, but it didn't seem like it was hardly even recognized. Can I tell you, God's got his eyes on you. God's got his eyes on the days you drag yourself into church. God's got his eyes on you when you do your best. And God's going to say, well done. But those that had it and those that played games with it are going to be lost. And they're going to remember. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Oh, hallelujah. God cares about you. God's got his eyes on you. God wants to work in your life. And help you. Escape judgment. Live with him, with him throughout eternity. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, this world, people, can be so unfair and unkind. But God 
God's going to be a friend to you, and He wants you to live with Him for eternity. Get your eyes on Jesus. Look to Him and just serve Him with all your heart.
every one of us just being in a service like we have had this morning, this evening, we can say we've been given much. Your life, all the preaching you've heard, all the hours you've spent in prayer and in the Word, you've been given much. I've been given much. What are we doing with it? What are we doing with it? Paul said, the grace that was given unto me was not in vain. Mercy on me. I was the worst. I wasn't even worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church. But he said, when God showed me grace, I labored more abundantly than anybody. I took the opportunity that God gave me and I labored. I got behind it. I did all what I could do. And he said, I fought a good fight. I finished the course. I kept I kept the faith. God gave him grace and God gave him a chance and he said, I'm not going to squander it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We have an opportunity, church. We have an opportunity to, to honor God every day. Not just when these church doors are open, but every day we have an opportunity to give God glory take those opportunities take what God has given you and use it for his kingdom thank you Lord Lord I pray for my brothers and sisters I pray Lord those that are struggling those that are hurting those that are feeling the burdens Lord the battles Lord I pray God I know like you told Paul your grace is sufficient we trust your grace, Lord. We trust your kindness. We pray you help us stay above the battle. And just continue, Lord, in this last day, giving you our all. Lord, help my brothers and sisters. Give them their, your strength. Give them your help, Lord, every day. Lord, to hold on and be everything you're calling us to be in this last day. Let's all stand. And Father, I thank you again. Help us to, to shine our light to others. There's souls out there that, Lord, there might just be one more before you call us home. Help us to be doing your, your work, Lord. Lord, keep us safe as we travel now and just work in a special way throughout this week. And, Lord, we give you all the glory, all the praise. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church.